0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Injection Fellas. This is more than therapy. Podcast more than therapy. This is more than therapy. More than therapy. Podcast. This is more than therapy. More than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy podcast. And welcome to another episode of More than Therapy. Today's guest is Kevin. Ooh. That last name I should ask. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Mary. Paul Mary. I would have never said it. Obviously, I would have said Palmieri. I would have. I would have chopped that up all kind of good.
1: Yeah, It's all good, my friend. It's all good. Thank you for having me, <laughs> Felipe. I appreciate it. I'm excited to chat, my friend. Right.
0: Me and Kevin. Kevin has been gracious enough to accommodate us as a guest. We've had a couple of mishaps on. Mainly my end, but his voice wasn't optimal last time, but he has blessed us. Today's date September 17 2022 in regards to getting to the next level. Kevin has a a wonderful tale regarding where he was and where he is what it takes sometimes that yet yeah, what occurs even earlier in life than what might've usually happened. I mean, he had his midlife crisis early, 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 early in life mm-hmm. based on the, where he saw himself and where he wanted to be. And it was a beautiful place for him to get motivated, to get invigorated in order to get to where he is now. And, and in order to spread that message and spread that love to, to others, you know what I'm saying? All right. I'm very interested in hearing Kevin's story and sharing it with you, the Mortar Therapy Podcast audience. Kevin, you were successful. You were beyond successful. You were where many, many people would want to be. But then you looked at yourself and you said, this is not enough. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. To Felipe's point, and thank you for the introduction. I appreciate it very much. I was 25 years old. I am uh, At that time, I'm a man without a college degree. Somebody who is just job hopped from job to job to job trying to figure out what they were going to do with their life. And I got to the point where I got a very unique opportunity to do what's called weatherization. So I was in an industry called weatherization. My job was to go into buildings and make them more energy efficient. So we would do weather stripping on windows, weather stripping on doors, caulking around windows, we'd work up in attics, whatever would make the building more energy efficient. The beautiful side of this was I was working for the state and government at times, so I got paid the state or government rate depending on where I was working. And I worked a lot on the road. So if you saw me when I was 25, you would see a man who had a high paying job, you would see a man who had a model girlfriend, she was a model, Uh, sports car, my dream body, because I had just done a bodybuilding show, and a nice new apartment. From the outside looking in, everything was amazing. Everything was as good as it could possibly be. But internally, I was pretty miserable. I was a very insecure person. I lacked confidence, I lacked direction. I was anxious, I was depressed. I just wasn't really in a good place and I didn't want anybody to know, and I think that's fairly common. So one day, my girlfriend came to me and we lived on the east coast of the United States. She said, I want to move to California all the way across the country, and I want to chase my dreams, and I want to be a dream chaser. I have all these ambitions that I want to go after. And I was so scarce. I was so insecure. I was afraid of being left behind, of not succeeding. I said, no, I don't want to do that. You shouldn't want to do that, and here's a list of reasons why. As you can imagine, it wasn't a very productive conversation, so we went our separate ways for the night. And I think we were kind of just passing light ships in the night for the next week or so. We sat down and she said, Kevin, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to move across the country and I'm going to chase my dreams. I think that's what's right for me. That's what I want to do. And to this day, it was definitely the right move for her. I'm very glad she did it because it would have hurt me very deeply to hold somebody back from their dreams. But when she left me, I had to take a look in the mirror, and this was kind of a rock bottom situation for me. And I'm thinking to myself, Felipe, who's gonna love me? Am I broken? Can I be fixed? Can I be put back together? Can I have a successful relationship? And I worked on myself a little bit, but I fell back into the trap of, if I have more things, if I have more money, everything will get a little bit better. I I believe that at a deep level. So that next year, after the breakup, I got a promotion at my job. So I ended up being a foreman and being a foreman means you start the job and you end the job. So you have a lot of hours in these projects, which I wanted to do because I wanted to make as much money as possible. This year was the craziest year in the history of the company. And we were doing jobs all over the place. We were working in New Jersey, which was like six hours from where I lived. We were working in New York. We worked in Pennsylvania. We worked in Virginia, so many places. And we get to the end of that year. And I had been on the road for 10 months out of the 12 months. Every single week of those 10 months, I was living in a hotel, whether it was New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, wherever it may have been. But I I didn't care because I was making money. We got to the end of that year. I had my final pay stub. My goal was to make $100,000 at 26 with no college degree, and I did. But I remember when I opened that final pay stub... it just felt empty. Nothing changed like I thought it would. I expected all these external factors to change my internal state, which didn't happen. And it actually hurt me worse, I think, because I kept saying, when I get this amount of money, I'll be confident. When I get this, this amount of money, I won't be so insecure. So that actually hurt me in the short term. I remember thinking to myself, after I opened my pay stub, that for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously. The opposite of Unconscious was hyperconscious, so I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. Shortly thereafter, I'm trying to work on the podcast. I'm now miserable at work because I don't care about the money. The last thing I want to do is spend another night in a crusty hotel. So I start calling out. I start leaving the job site early. I would show up late occasionally. And it got to the point where I would have to be in New Jersey, which was six hours from where I lived, on a Monday morning at 7am to start the job. I would sleep in my bed in Massachusetts from 9 p.m. Sunday night until like midnight, and I would get up and drive straight to the job. I'd work an eight-hour day, and then I would go to the gym after that. And it just kept getting worse and worse, and I was burnt out, and I was getting depressed, and it was just brutal. And eventually, it got to the point where I was in a hotel room in New Jersey. My alarm went off at 5.15 in the morning. I sat up, slid to the edge of the bed, I was lacing up my work boots, and the best way to explain it, Felipe, is there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different station. And one is saying, you're stuck here forever. One is saying, if you do leave, what will your friends think? If you do leave, what will your family think? And if you do leave, are you going to be a successful podcaster? And in that moment, my internal state, the story I was telling myself was, if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. And that was a dark place, and unfortunately, it wasn't the first time I had those thoughts. I messaged my best friend at the time, and now business partner and co-host, co-founder, and I said, Alan, I'm really struggling with my mental health. This job is breaking me. I don't know if I can do all this anymore. I don't know what to do. And he said, Kev, so much has changed for you over the last few years, but your environment hasn't changed. I think you need to change your environment. So two, three, four months later, I ended up leaving my job and I began the journey of a very, very broke entrepreneur, which was like a three-year journey. And it took a, a long time for us to get to where we are today. But it all started with me hitting rock bottom, finding out rock bottom has a basement and then figuring out, okay, what do I, what do I do from here? Because this obviously is not a sustainable way for me to live my life.
0: Mm-mm. That is powerful, powerful powerful Mm. story and you experienced this young in life. A lot of people may experience this at different phases of their life. And then don't think that they're able to change their state of being. You were able to do that. Luckily you had the right supports in place. You had your good friend, um, Alan, who you now currently work with in your next level foundation as well. Mm. I think people fail to realize that they don't have to fight these battles. On their own that if they just open their mouths if they communicate effectively that they can get the support they need and luckily you were able to do that get that seed growing mm-hmm. in order to get to the place where you are today
1: it it's requires great- it requires such vulnerability felipe i think that's mm-hmm. the um, one of my favorite quotes is the level of yours so the quality of your relationships is directly correlated to the level of vulnerability in them right. and I think it's so important that we think about that because if you struggle to be vulnerable with the people around you, when I think vulnerability, I think truth. So if you struggle to be truthful with the people around you, when you do have a crisis or when you're struggling or when you have a trauma or whatever it may be, it may be harder for you to reach out because people don't know the truth at that level if we hide things from ourselves, we hide things from other people, when it really crosses that chasm, it's very hard for us to make up for all that lack of truth and we feel alone. I think that's why a lot of people feel alone is because they're not actually vulnerable with the people around them, understandably so being vulnerable is courageous it's challenging but I do think if we understand okay maybe I can start just being a little bit more vulnerable maybe I can just share my feelings a little more lean into my truth a little more I think that would help people when times get rough or when times are going really really well then you can share your successes as as well so I think that's an important piece to vulnerability
0: Vulnerability is very scary because a lot of people don't want to be judged. They don't want to have the stigma associated with being vulnerable. Men are very, in particular, at least from my experience, don't want to be vulnerable because they don't want to be seen less than. I think it takes great strength to be vulnerable. A lot of people say, oh, when you're vulnerable, you're weak, you're soft. Because that's the culture a lot of times rears us in that way. But to be vulnerable to me shows the ultimate strength and can get a lot of things done because if they don't know, they don't know if they don't have the inner workings of what's going on with you. If you're not sharing what's going on, how can they be an assistant? Then we say, Oh, no one's supporting me. Well, they can't support you if they don't know and being vulnerable is a key to knowledge. Also a key to getting that help and getting that support, Hmm. but make sure that it's somebody you can trust and that you find trustworthy Because everybody, you can't be open, you can't be vulnerable to everybody. Some people fear because they might have experienced it, that being vulnerable hurt them because that person used that information against them. And I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that Adam was in your life to give you the right input in order for you to move forward.
1: Likewise. Very blessed.
0: Indeed. But in order to be successful, you have to be consistent. Tell us, why is consistency so important?
1: I love to use this analogy when it comes to consistency. Felipe, I don't know about you, but right now, if you said, Kevin, I'll give you a million dollars if you can do the splits. I can't do the splits. My flexibility is not there. But if I practice the splits every single day for the next 365, I'm willing to bet a year from today I could probably do the splits. But the odds of that happening go down when the days I practice go down. So if I only do it, say I do it six times a week. It's not gonna happen as fast. Say I do it five times a week. It's not gonna happen as fast. Say I say, you know what, I'm gonna do it every other day. It might not even happen. If I do it once a week, I probably won't see almost any change. So the importance of consistency is not only one, is it the only way really to actually accomplish your goals, but the second part is you're going to learn things you never would have learned. So we've done 1100 podcast episodes. We actually recorded our 1099th today. The consistency of us showing up every day is super important for the audience, but the things that we have learned because we've done it so many times so consistently, that's something you can't really make up for. You can learn a lot of knowledge by studying, but a lot of the knowledge that we retain is based on the experiences that we have. So that's a whole nother thing. And I think the other part is when you're consistent, you are putting... Um, you're putting markers in a bucket for yourself that shows that you're the type of person who is consistent, which I believe helps your self-worth at a deep level. So consistency is so important because it will help you accomplish the goals that you want, but I also think it's going to make you feel better about yourself. You'll be a more confident, a more fulfilled, and a more uh, accurate level of self-worth when you focus on consistency. It's very hard to succeed without consistency. And consistency over the long run too not just the short run it's it's such an important piece of success and and accomplishment and growth in relationships if you can't be consistent in your relationships it's very challenging for your relationships to grow
0: indeed and i think a lot of people find themselves falling into that trap across the board hmm. a youtube um commenter 100 true asked the question they wanted to know how did you survive during those three years
1: <laughs> the three years of being a very broke entrepreneur it was um i always say this i started this goal and i, I asked the question uh, make sure do you have your peas in the right order so when i say do you have your peas in the right order this is what i mean many people start something for profit and they convince themselves that they're passionate about it. I started this from a place of passion. How did I survive over those three years? I made sure I stayed living from a place of passion and purpose, and then I figured out how to make money. I mean, that really was the biggest challenge is when you're starting something from the very beginning and you're very broke, it's a challenge to do that. What I will say is I had this this moment, this very interesting moment. I was the brokest I had ever been. I was single. I had no... Prospects of love and the business wasn't really growing, but I remember walking around the kitchen one day This was probably a year in and I remember thinking for the first time. I was actually proud of myself I was proud of the man that I was my character what I knew my confidence my self-worth I finally felt proud of who I was I survived those three years by really 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 working on myself to the point where I could add value to others lives and thus make money doing it. That's really how I survived and I'll say this too, I got rid of all of the toxic people from my life, I focused on hanging out with people who believed in me and made me feel good and helped me get to the level I want to get to and I tried to get rid of as much of the vice in my life as I had and just be a good human that could add value to others. So. I tried to remain as aligned as I could towards my goals. That's really what what did it for me. And it was all based on a, pa- a purpose and a passion that if I do this and if I do this right and if I do this consistently, it will be worth it eventually. Humans have to have these three beliefs in order to make a new action. It must be, they must believe it is worth it, they must believe that it is possible, humanly possible, and they must believe it is possible for them. and Although at times I didn't believe it was possible for me, I did know it would be worth it if I could make it through.
0: Struggling. When people Mm. struggle, they find that they don't, they can't make success. In fact, they may feel they may become lower than where they are at, but you indicate that you can find success in the struggle. Tell us, how can someone really succeed without struggle?
1: I don't know that people can really succeed to the level that they want without struggle because struggle creates resistance and resistance is usually what creates strength. So if you think about it, imagine somebody who goes to the gym every day, but they never have a challenging workout. Would you bet on them to get results in fitness? I wouldn't, I just wouldn't be able to bet on them because I understand how the body works. I think it's the same way with success. Now, I think there's a difference between struggling and suffering. Maybe you don't have to quote unquote suffer, but if you are living just outside of your comfort zone, if you're learning in, if you're living in the learning zone, you are going to struggle. That's by definition, that's what the learning zone is. The learning zone means you're outside of your comfort zone. You're outside of the realm of comfort. You're in a zone where things can go wrong. So I think struggle is part of the journey. And I think that we, we started the self-improvement entrepreneurial thing with social media and people were saying, grind your face off, don't sleep, work until you're done, you don't need sleep, you don't need rest. Then it, I think a pendulum to the other side of only do what you want, only do things that you feel like doing, you don't have to work hard, you can get wealthy without work. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle where struggle is kind of par for the course. Relationships can be a struggle. You might struggle through having to lean into truth. The gym might be a struggle. Building your business might be a struggle. But I think if we convince ourselves that it's supposed to be easy, when it's not easy, it's a gut check. And a lot of people say, well, maybe this isn't for me. Where, imagine if somebody told you climbing Mount Everest was gonna be easy. You might turn around the second it got hard. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of people in life. They're being told, that it's supposed to be easy. And I don't know about you, Felipe, my life has not been quote unquote easy. And I don't know if I've ever met anyone who had an easy life. Even in ease, there is struggle. So yeah, I don't know that somebody can really succeed to the level that they want without struggle, but there are a lot of people out there saying that. So I could be missing a part of it 100%, but from my experience, from coaching many, many people and growing our podcast to where we have, There's been a lot of struggles which have created the lessons, which have created the necessity, which has created the humility that I don't think I would have if it just came easily.
0: Indeed, indeed. I found a lot of people and amazingly enough, therapists and clinicians, mental health professionals, um, the pandemic really unhinged a lot of people's Mm. stability mentally physically um and even just the world that we live in as the the, here in north carolina mental health systems have changed dramatically and they're not always for the best um some feel like they may not be in the right place anymore they may not feel like this is not where they need to be anymore this is not where they're supposed to be anymore how does someone find their purpose
1: that is a that is the billion dollar question so I have a couple different ways I go when people, when people ask me this. I say, with that question, I want you to ask yourself a couple other questions. So number one, what really, really, really makes you angry? To the point where you see it and you wanna cry. It maybe it's, you went to the beach and you didn't realize how polluted the beaches were. And that's something that you lose sleep over at night. What is something that you believe is not focused on enough? Something that you're super passionate about that you never hear anybody else talking about? That's another like good telltale. What's something that you're really, really good at? What's something that you always thought to yourself, wow, that would be really nice if I could do that? Those are four questions to get the ball rolling. But this is what I would say. Many people, when they want to find their purpose, they're looking externally. So they're saying, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. From everybody I've talked to who has come up with their purpose, usually their purpose is somewhere in their past. It's something that happened to you earlier in life, and you buried it away because maybe it didn't seem reasonable, it didn't seem realistic, it didn't seem possible, it didn't seem noble, you didn't know how you could make money from it. One of our mentors, Evan Carmichael, says, your purpose comes from your deepest pain. And I have seen that time and time again where most people are looking into the future to find their purpose. I think it's already happened. I think many of us know what our purpose, quote unquote, is, but we don't know the vehicle with which we're going to deliver it. So as a story, for me, one of the reasons I love the podcast and I love the community that we serve, our listeners are women or humans who identify as women as a tattooed bodybuilder who loves mixed martial arts that might not make sense it definitely didn't make sense to me in the beginning but it all kind of connected for me when alan and i were at the airport one night or one morning we were getting ready for our flight and i don't mean any judgment in this story we're getting ready for our flight it was early i think it was probably like 7 8 9 a.m and we see this couple walk over and it's a couple and they have three children together and the mom is doing her best to feed the kids and they're climbing all over, knocking their food all over the place. But she's very patient and she's, she's getting through it. The husband or boyfriend or the, the other person in this relationship proceeds to go to the store and get liquor at the airport. And this person was intoxicated at nine o'clock in the morning. Again, nothing against that. That's their choice. But one of the kids had to use the bathroom. And the dad proceeded to drag the kid. And when I say drag, I mean drag the child across the ground, pulling them to the bathroom. And Alan and I were so fired up to the point where we were tearing up because one of the the reasons, one of the purposes behind what we do is most of our community has been hurt by ego-driven men. I have had the opportunity, which I appreciate, but also there's a lot of weight that goes into having the opportunity to talk to our community behind the scenes. So many of them have been been mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually abused. And I think that the reason they come to us is because we try to have a no BS but heart-driven approach with very little ego. My purpose is to help people who have been hurt by that. And that just it realigned it for me and helped me understand that. I got so emotional to the point where I was like crying in the airport. I was so angry. And then you connected. Okay, I've always in movies liked the character who protects everybody. When I used to watch hockey, I always liked the enforcers who would fight for the other members of their team. I think one of my goals, one of my purposes in life is to try to advocate for those people who don't know how to advocate for themselves yet. I like to help them by raising their awareness. So if, as you can see, what characters did I like in movies? What sports characters did I like? What was the through line in those people? They stood up for people. That's something I want to do. What experiences or stories in your life have really, really upset you? That story I will never forget. I will never forget that time in the airport because that hurt me so deeply. But that helped me double down and realize, oh, you know what? I am living my purpose. So I would ask yourself those questions and then I would really try to sit with yourself and take a retroactive look into your past and try to connect some patterns. If you can connect some dots looking back, you might be able to figure out, oh, okay, this is a theme, this is a common theme. I think that helps. I think we tend to go looking externally when a lot of us, we should reflect and we'd have a pretty good idea of what our purpose really is.
0: Okay. And thank you for sharing that perspective and that beautiful story. Um, okay. So let's say they find their purpose and they, they, they got their little game plan. They write their little brainstorm list with the steps and the goal and how to do it. But internally they find it difficult to do so. How do they become more confident regarding pushing forward in regards to accentuating their purpose?
1: Yeah, I, I believe that the only way to become more confident is to take more action. So I like to think of it this way. We have our comfort zone, we have our learning zone, and we have our anxiety zone. You have to figure out where is your comfort zone and what are the things that you do when you're there, where is your learning zone, and where is your anxiety zone. If you want to become more confident, you have to live in your learning zone. You have to figure out, okay, what's a stretch for me? Not what's going to snap the rubber band, but also not what's no tension on the rubber band at all. What's a good amount of tension? I had somebody reach out, and this person said, I want to be a speaker. And I said, okay, um, that sounds great. Like, why aren't you doing that? And she said, well, I don't know where to start. I said, all right, cool. Let's let's have a conversation about it. Cool. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to go give a Facebook live speech right now? She said 12 out of 10. Okay. Anxiety zone. On a scale of 1 to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to record a video and show nobody? She said, probably like a 1. Okay, comfort zone. On a scale of 1 to 10, how outside of your comfort zone is it for you to record a video and send it to me and I will not show a soul? And she said, probably like a 5 or a 6. Perfect. Learning zone. If, and she did send me the video. So if she sends me the video... I watch it and say, Oh my goodness, that is way better than you think. She gets positive emotions associated with that and says, Wow, I just did something that I never believed I could. I got a result that I never believed I would get. Now I feel good about that result. I'm willing to double down. Next time, she does something maybe a little bit more. Maybe she does send it to one of her friends, or maybe she does get to the point where she can post it on social media. You get more confident by taking action toward a Desired result, but I think a lot of us are guilty of saying okay I want to speak on stage in front of 50,000 people. Oh, I can never do that That's years and years and years down the line. That's the summit of the mountain not the beginning of the journey Imagine you go to climb a mountain. You don't just walk up to the summit There's a bunch of different summits that help you get there and you have a new view from each one You make it to the top of one summit, you can see the next one. And then you get to that one and you can see the next one. So you just have to focus on what the next checkpoint is and take action toward it. I, it took me like 160 podcast episodes before I felt confident as a podcaster. And every time I tried to make sure I was living in my learning zone. And the other thing too, I'll add quickly is you have to work on your identity. It took me 160 podcast episodes because it took me 160 episodes to identify as the type of human who was a podcaster. Before that, I probably said I have a podcast, not I am a podcaster. So if you want to be confident in what you're doing, you must identify as the type of person who is doing it. And that is a level of ownership and it's obviously a level, a level of inner work as well. But yeah, taking small actions towards the desired result, um, disassociating the result from your self-worth is an important facet as well and then really getting the perspective of where is my learning zone where's my comfort zone and where's my anxiety zone how do i live in the learning zone and visit comfort visit anxiety
0: indeed indeed one quick commercial and then we'll talk about the next level university i thrive i thrive to be alive i want to live a healthier lifestyle i want to be healthier I want to be around for my children to graduate, have children, and have their children have children. I want to be free from the disease of high blood pressure and diabetes. I thrive to be alive. I thrive to be All right. Tell us about Next Level University, where you are today. How did it come about and what y'all do regarding helping people get to the next level?
1: yes so next level university is not only the name of our podcast but it is our business in a nutshell so our podcast is a podcast that is focused on holistic self-improvement so we do an episode every single day with the ultimate goal of helping our listeners level up their life their love their health and their wealth that is us in a nutshell it's holistic self-improvement for dream chasers And that is a big part of what we do. We want to be able to add value to everybody regardless of the amount of money in their bank account. Not everybody can afford one-on-one coaching. And not everybody can afford to come to a retreat or a live event. That's okay. That's why we have the podcast. That's why we have a bunch of free things that we do. So we help by helping people understand themselves at a deeper level giving them new awarenesses giving them new tactics and helping them ultimately make the identity shifts necessary for them to get to the next level of their life and really felipe it was it was an everyday thing where my thought process was how do i connect with a new podcast listener how do i learn a little bit more this for us is such it's such an obsession it's not that we podcast when we feel like it. This is such a big part of our business and the impact that we're having in the world. That, is, that was really the, the, the goal in a nutshell, was how do I get a little bit better every day? Every single day, how do I get a little bit better? So I started out coaching people for free. Then we ended up being able to monetize through coaching and we were able to build a team and have a production team and all of that happy jazz. It happened every single day. It did not happen overnight. It happened every single night when we went to bed and then got up the next day and got after it again. So yeah, it's in a nutshell, it's our passion. It's our purpose. We want to impact everybody. That's really our goal is to have the most successful self-improvement podcast in the world. That is what we're playing for.
0: Indeed. Indeed. I love the fact that you're inspiring and motivating people, you know, saying on different levels, those that can't afford and those that can't afford mm-hmm. as. I listen to podcasts to, you know, learn new skills, learn new strategies, new new ways to think outside of the box regarding moving forward, regarding my own internal motivation. And if it wasn't for a podcast, well, you know, I might not necessarily get these nuggets in therapy. In fact, I I find that I get more nuggets Listening to the podcast and i get from almost any aspect of life even ceus for my licensure insurance or my certificate certifications mm-hmm. so thank you for you know of course things like next level university you and mr allen and the work that you do on a daily basis that has to take some type of dedication <laughs> some type of well, major dedication major focus to do it daily as i struggle to do it once a week
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it is it's a little different because you have a you have other jobs so i think i always like to say that this is my job we have the business and i don't have to do anything else which i'm very grateful for it has also taken a high level of work to get here but to, to your point felipe it is it's 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 not about me It's not about me having a podcast or me being uh, on the cover of the podcast. It's about impact. And the best way to impact people is to be in their pocket every day. If you create an eighth day of the week, we're going to have to record another episode. So, you know, if that happens, we'll, we'll see. I think you're muted, Felipe.
0: Always. (laughs) What's the most important piece of advice you can give to an early entrepreneur?
1: Ooh, I would say double, triple, quadruple down on self-awareness. What are you really, really, really good at? And where are your, your strongest places for improvement? I think a lot of us try to convince ourselves that we're either good at everything or bad at everything. And if you can focus and double down on what you're really good at, that's super helpful. If you can figure out, okay, where are my improvement points? You can either delegate that to somebody or focus your learning on that. I would say self-awareness in a nutshell is such an important piece, especially early, because that's that's where you're really going to make it or break it. A lot of people quit long before they, they cross the finish line because they don't know what they don't know yet. So yeah, uh, self-awareness for sure.
0: Indeed. All right. Well, any final words you'd like to give the listening audience before we transition?
1: I would say just understand that the things that you're doing every day are bringing you the the results that you're going to get in five years. It Mm -hmm. may seem like, you know, that cigarette or whatever it is. The the negative habits don't seem like they're ever going to add up. But the positive habits don't always feel like they're going to add up either. They both will add up. One will be a positive, a net positive, and one will be a net negative. Understand that everything we're doing will come back eventually with interest. Just make sure you're patient, consistent, and persistent. Indeed,
0: indeed. And that's Mr. Kevin Palmieri. Perfect. (laughs) From Next Level University. Please check out his program at Next Level University. His um, website, nextleveluniverse.com. And check out his podcast. I listen to it on Spotify. You may use another method of using it. That could be um, Google Play or Amazon Podcasts or TuneIn or wherever you listen to podcasts. I prefer Spotify um, to listen to Next Level University with Kevin and his partner, Alan. If you have any questions, concerns, or issues, please look at look for him at the same website. He has a very, very... Robust and very, very interesting um, website. One of the best design websites I've seen in many years. That gives so much information and so much motivation in regards to getting what you need. In fact, I think he gives way more nuggets (laughs) on the internet than most people do regarding getting to that next level. And and on that level, it's free. That Kevin is a, a godsend. And I thank him for being here in this space today. On the more therapy podcast, And I look forward to hearing more about him and his very powerful movement. And I do believe it's focused on the right people at the right time. Thank you, Kevin.
1: Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you.
0: All right. And thank you for all that listen to and watch the more therapy podcast We're available to listen to or watch anywhere where you listen to or watch your favorite podcast. That's the more than therapy podcast. Be well and be great.